to NURFM 103.7. We're talking travel. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King and Sally Lucas with us again today. We're going to be looking at some hmm, some trips with a difference. Yes, Jane, I try and incorporate this into the program when we don't have guests because that's about the only time I get the opportunity, I guess, to sort of wax lyrical about... You get off the leash. <laughs> yes, off the leash and off the beaten track as well. Um, and, yeah, it's sort of... The, we've discussed before how, how big the world is now and how much it has to offer and there is just so much on offer and people just keep coming up with innovative ways of doing things. And I just thought, well, we just talk about some of those options again today. Um, and the particular area that has become popular are the outdoor type tours like the walking cycling trekking etc it's become really really popular because basically these days you find a lot of young married couples are putting their home on hold their children on hold they've got two incomes and they really want to get out there and do things differently they don't want to go on a coach tour or whatever so it, it and it's not just a market for young people obviously it's for anyone who likes the outdoors and wants to stay relatively fit but once upon a time you know i think people got married younger had their families and they didn't do this sort of travel until they were a lot older or maybe they then even weren't able to so this is just wonderful that these things are now available and people are taking advantage of them so, so where are we off to first? france of course oh, france. I mean, i've always got to throw that in haven't i um this is a walking tour with a difference um it's a, a an english couple who've lived in france for 16 years and they've set up this tour of walking and traveling with a donkey in rural france so is the donkey for you or the donkey no, the donkey's your pack horse and he, he or she as the donkey may be will will take your bits and pieces with you so it's like a walking safari but it's basically um all geared around food and wine <laughs> and so you carry your lunch on the donkey i suppose and anything else well, you want to take who knows you? so it says that two weeks are devoted to wine and food they've got one tool called treading the grape and that takes place in a beautiful 18th century private chateau just outside the uh, medieval town of Bergerac. And you stay in that chateau for five nights being wined and dined, etc. And apparently it's, it's only a small town, Bergerac. And um, there's six different appellations there, apparently, which it's famous for. The Montbaziac wine of gold and yellow, it says, the Sauvignac and so on. So there's all these different wines that they introduce you to from that area and the food. So I just thought, isn't that an interesting way of doing something? You'd really feel like you were travelling through France as they would have done in past times. Travelling through time as well. That's right. And so you're, you're doing all this wonderful thing with markets and etc. etc. And apparently it's a part of France that is, is very, very popular and some great chefs like working out of this area because of the produce and wine. So just to let people know that that is something wonderful you can do. And there's other ones as well that do uh, French cooking weeks as well, um, truffle weekends. Oh, looking for truffles. <laughs> yes. Oh, such a... um, and they do this... Um, you know, it diff- only when it's truffle season, of course, and it's a perfect time to go hunting truffles. But I mean, the treading the grape, as we've said before, there's um, French weekend hops, which is another interesting one where you um, visit different Gothic cathedrals and, and they call it hopping away. So you're hopping here and hopping there to do all these different things in a weekend. They call these weekends, but they're actually, some of them are four day, three nights, five day, four nights. So they're actually a little bit longer than a weekend. And of course, you've got the longer tours of the eight days and so on. So just, I think it's a wonderful thing to do this to get out and walk. I mean, obviously you're not going to do it in the winter months, but you know, any time other than summer, spring or autumn in Europe is beautiful. It is. And yeah, and, and to make the most of it. Yeah. And, and how many, pe- how many people are there usually in these In these tours? groups. I in don't know whether they've actually advised us, but normally you find any of these small groups would usually only probably be a maximum, I would imagine, of 10. 
Um, it doesn't actually indicate to me in the, in the information I've just sourced so far, but obviously I, we can you know access more information. It's only something new, so it's just something that's come off the net. I haven't actually even got a brochure yet, so you know we're still discovering what there is to do here. But it does sound absolutely a wonderful way to discover the foods and wines of France and stay a little bit healthy at the same time. Two and you are FM one hundred three point seven. We're talking travel, and we're talking travel with a little bit of a difference today, Sally Lucas. We've been to France. Where are we off to now? Just a touch further north, and that is not a quite as far north as you can get, but almost. Um, well, the Antarctic's, I guess, just about at its end for this season, and it will be freezing over again soon. So I thought we've, we've explored that area, so why don't we go to the other end of the extreme, and now we can do the Arctic, of course, coming up into summer. So it's a perfect time to be able to do that area of the world. And I guess, as we've said before, the difference between the Arctic and the Antarctic, one has to remember that you've only really got, um, of course, sea, sea life, and birds, whereas once you get to um, the Arctic, you've got, of course, polar bears and you've got the emperor, the king penguins, emperor penguins. You've got lots of um, greenery as well. Like it's not just all snowbound like the um, Antarctic is. So it is different and they do – there's wonderful itineraries out there that do a circumnavigation of Spitsbergen and um, they're actually about an 11-day um, itinerary. And there's ones that um, do also Greenland and Iceland as well. And again, because you're on small ship uh, cruising, as we call it, uh, you go ashore by zodiacs all the time, and you, you're just really seeing quite dramatic um, um, sightseeing up there with your fjords, and you're still seeing icebergs, but also the Arctic wildlife. So I think it's it's a wonderful thing to do. I mean, you, if you have or haven't done the Antarctic, even if you have, this would still be wonderful to do because it's different. It really is different to the Antarctic. So, you know, I think just anything up there in that northern area, once you've got those beautiful yeah, extended days and you get a lot of sightseeing, which is the wonderful thing as well because you've got extended summer hours. So you have the Antarctic in our summer and you can enjoy the Arctic in theirs and really you just, you just keep seeing and looking and experiencing and exploring till you drop because that's what you're there for after all. Sleep is irrelevant. Sounds get... cool. Yeah, so that's there as well and also if even if that doesn't appeal to you, there's also programs now that are going into Scotland you know, and doing the Isles of Scotland so someone may have been to Scotland and a lot of people have and love it dearly this may be something that appeals to them because, again, we're doing something different. Um, and, again, there's 11-day voyages to the Scottish Isles, which are only departing around, um, again, the summer months, obviously, you know, the June-July time this year. I think there's only two actual departures that do this. But you're going through the Orkney um, um, farmland areas, the Rocky Shetlands, the Outer Hebrides, and you also get a chance to visit a 5,000-year-old village. It's called Scara Bray, and um, you see the Neolithic standing stone Stones at Lewis Island. I didn't realise they were there, the Kalanish stones, and they look very similar to a bit like Stonehenge-ish or, you know, it's just these incredible pillars of stone. So you're really doing something a little different that you might not be aware was in Scotland or available to see. And again, you're doing your daily shore excursions on the inflatable zodiacs and sea kayaking if you want to do that as an adventurer. And of course, you're still going to have an encounter with maybe a seal, an otter, a whale or a dolphin. Um, and you're getting some really wonderful, breathtaking landscape. And again, on these type of small ship cruising in all these areas we've mentioned, you have onboard nat- naturalists and historians who are really wonderful with 
giving you the information on the area and what you can expect before you even get there. So these depart, um, one from Aberdeen on the 23rd of June and ends in Oban, and the second voyage departs from Oban in July and returns to um, Aberdeen. They only take, again, the 56 passengers, you know, similar to the Arctic, Antarctic. So it's wonderful small ship adventure-based cruising. So something you can do for the Arctic as well as the Antarctic. Mm. Both ends of the Earth. Yes. Now, what about somewhere in between? Now, somewhere in between. Now, here we've, we've sort of covered both ends of the, of the world. How about going from either Hong Kong to St. Petersburg or vice versa on a... Mongolian Express train. Mm-hmm. Not all the way, of course, you can't, but it goes from St. Petersburg to Ulaanbaatar or vice versa. Wonderful itinerary. It's 21 days and you're going, you're having good, generous time in St. Petersburg, like at least three days and in Moscow and then you board your Siberian railway and then you go across Siberia, which means the sleeping land. Um, because they have such a short summer, it virtually is asleep for most of the year. So this is the reason that it has this name. So you, you'll go through these areas again only when it's the right time of the year. Of course, there's limited departures, which I'll come back to you again in a minute. I think from memory again, you're looking at like June, July, August times again. So when you can actually see Siberia open up with its, you know, its tundra and its flora, etc. And you go to Irkutsk as well, uh, Lake Baikal, and then through to Ulaanbaatar. And um, from there, you, and then that's all around the Mongolian Plateau, of course, and there's a wonderful national park you visit there as well. You then fly down into Beijing, and um, you have time there, of course, a few days, including all the sightseeing that you would want, Great Wall of China, and then you continue down to Xi'an, which is the home, of course, of those wonderful terracotta warriors that were unearthed not that long ago, really, when you think about it. And it's also, Xi'an is the gateway to the old Silk Road, too, so it's quite historic and a very interesting city. And you go to some lovely, incredible museums, and, of course, you visit these three, this 3,000-year-old tomb where you see your terracotta warriors. Then after that, you will fly down to Hong Kong. Now, it's not including a lot of time in Hong Kong, but obviously you can add extra nights onto that. And as I said, this does go in the reverse the other way as well. So you could have a couple of nights in Hong Kong at the beginning and then you would finish at the end. Now, there are airfares we can combine to go with this. It's just sold like as a land content package because it depends what people want to do. And uh, there are quite good airfares like with Qantas and Finnair now that combine, that gets you into the Russian areas and goes through Hong Kong. So it's really a, a very good airfare that we can put together with the land package for you. And as I said, you're looking at dates from Hong Kong to St. Petersburg is um, looks like Sunday the 3rd of June um, and that coincides apparently that particular departure with um, Russia's White Nights Festival and then there's also one on the uh, goes on to the 3rd of July and um, again, it, it happens to coincide with a Mongolian festival when you're in Mongolia, and it has departures through up until early September. So there's about uh, probably five departures in each direction, roughly, that are available. So again, something very different and very interesting to do. Going across Mongolia. Thanks, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news here on 2 and 103.7.